Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good whatever of the time of the day. You're listening and welcome to episode 14 of the What Am I Doing podcast. Uh, on this episode, I have new guy to the scene, uh, Aaron Barber. He just got into Wellington a couple of uh, weeks ago. Um, I met him at a couple of, a couple of open mics and um, he was very good. Um, I was impressed by his, his funnies and... Uh, he jumped on a show with myself, Gary and Michael. Uh, lucky to be here. And again, I was like, fucking, this dude's cool. Uh, very good comic. Uh, interesting backstory. Could have spent time in Malaysia. And that's where we started comedy. And his kind of, again, like many um, expats have found New Zealand a safe haven um, against the world. So he's here now. Um, a very funny guy. Um, a lot of fun, good, good, good podcast. Um, and Aaron this week is going to be uh, emceeing the uh, Circus Bar show, which I'm also on, which is open mic, which starts eight o'clock Thursday at Circus Bar down in Wellington. Um, it should be fun. Apart from me, do I have a lot going on? Uh, last week had a show at the Medicine that was really good, really good show. Uh, everyone was everyone was very solid, very funny. Um, and I needed a show like that after some of my performances. Some of my sets recently going a bit fucking not great. So that was a good one to get out of my system. Um, just a few open mics and stuff like that this week. And then... I'm doing, some, I'm doing a Saturday Night Last in Featherston on the 17th. And then after that, it's going to be the... Uh, Fangare Fringe After Dark, three nights, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Still don't know what, what venue we're in, actually, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Tickets are on sale for that now, so if you don't really want to Fangare, please get on to them. Um, other than that, have a good Sunday. Cheers. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, jumping on a podcast later with MC Basso, mainly to remind him that his Twitter account exists. Uh, it don't, well... Wait, wait, sunny Sundays. I have no clue what's happening. Could global warming be that bad? Wow! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wait, how how long ago was that? Uh, that's from <laughs> October two thousand nine. Wow! So about, uh, yeah, eleven years. Eleven years. I was on Twitter trying to be a rapper, talking about climate change. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> being being anti, being a- yeah, anti climate change. No, no, wait, not pro, pro. Well, no, you were okay with it. I was okay. With <laughs> no, because that's the thing. It's like climate change. Are we? Do we want the climate to change, or do we want it to go backwards? I was. October's a weird month, right? You're having a nice sunny day, on oct- and especially on a, it's, it's okay. It's so going into winter there. So I, I can, I can, I have a, a vague idea of where my mind might have been because. For me, a perfect Sunday, it rains. Okay. It has to rain, especially in October. I like my Sundays dark and and wet <laughs> and, and you know, no invitation to go outside. Right. That's my Sunday. That's a good Sunday for me. Sunny Sundays can fuck off. I'm not a fan of them. Right, never, been, never been a fan of a sunny Sunday. You're not a Sunday fun day. Fella. Unless I have Monday off. Then Monday has to be the last day of the week has to be a recharge day and it has to rain. That's fair. Okay. Because <laughs> you're not gonna have any fun. No one will. No, no. Like people can have fun. I just don't want the the idea. I think it was probably maybe because I'm missing out. But also, I used to play a lot of video games on Sunday, and, ah. and the sunlight would come in, and I couldn't afford good curtains. So it would fuck up the TV screen. There you go. Okay. I couldn't afford good curtains, but I ha- did have like a 42-inch TV. <laughs> checks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was a that was a good start. That was a good start. Yeah. Um. I suppose I should introduce you a little bit. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Well, I do it in or the intro, but yeah. So I'm sitting here with Aaron Barber. Who? How long have you been here? I got here in March. So oh. Yeah. No, but you left again and came back. Oh, Wellington? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've been here about three weeks now. Three weeks. And you were here, you arrived how long ago? Like, you were here initially for a little small bit. Yeah, well, well, I just came and visited for like a week and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So we were sort of figuring out where we were going to settle down in New Zealand, if we could stay. 
Okay. So and, and now you're you've settled here. Welling Wellington's the spot, yeah. It is for a while. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> for a while. We could be stuck here for a lot longer, but it's a good place to be stuck. It is, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And you move you so you were in Malaysia before then. That's right. Yeah, I've been in uh, Kuala Lumpur for the last three years. Last three years, and that's where you st- did you start comedy? Oh yeah, Aaron's a comedian, by the way. Oh hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you did you start comedy in 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 Kuala Lumpur? Or? I started doing stand up consistently in KL. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'd done a couple open mics here and there before in the U.S. Okay. Um, but like always at like at like punter level, right? Like it just went up and riffed, and it was terrible. So uh, but I did theater in college, so ah, okay. Yeah, that's that's okay. where it came. That's from. where that's that's where that's that energy problem. comes from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got bullied. It's cool. <laughs> we all did. Yeah. I got bullied by like the refugee kids. Oh god. Like the like <laughs> Abdi Karim from Somalia. <laughs> like would like call me Barbara Walters and I'd cry. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sensitive boy. Well, you know, there was the, the co- that school was ahead of its time. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? So. Um so that's so you got the comedy because you were bullied. Yeah, I think so. That's an original origin story, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Never heard that one before. I was thinking, I was actually thinking, I was going to do a bit about being bullied, because I was bullied as, as well uh, in school. Um, it was really, like, I was got I got bullied because they, they, they say, oh, you're gay. And I, I understood why, because my name was Shannon, and I had a French mother, and they were like, yeah, that'll do. And yeah. then I got, then it was a really weird thing I got bullied for. Was I got bullied for being the only kid in my school who didn't go to church and wasn't an altar boy? That is a weird thing. That's I yeah. was like, fucking hell, that's you. They really don't like me. <laughs> that's what picking out. Were you not a church going? Oh, no, we were like the only family in, in only family that didn't go to church. And none of the kids like going to church. But I got bullied because I didn't get to do the shit thing. By the way, you're you're from Carlo. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. So yes. Yes. The family, that's the f- where the Irish family is from. Got it. I was born in London, and I moved to the west of Ireland. Mm-hmm. I lived there for 12 years and got bullied for not going to church. <laughs> you have a great church in Carlo. I did some research. <laughs> you, did you do research? <laughs> I did a little me. bit, a little bit, just because I, well, I was reading your Twitter, and I thought that was hilarious. And so I'm like, where is Carlo? Oh, wow. And then I read about what to see in Carlo, and there's not, uh, how, how do you say it? Carlo, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, and there's a castle, a military museum, and then uh, the the cathedral, the cathedral of the Assumption of Blessed Virgin Mary. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? I, I don't know. <laughs> she was getting it. She was uh, getting yeah. it. Yeah, we yeah we assumed we assumed. The, the, so like so the, there's the castle, which is the it's not actually a, it's the remnants of what used to be a really big castle. But then there's a a story about how there was a like a, a scientist that lived in the castle, and he was uh, coming up with a formula for bombs, and then he blew up ninety seven percent of the castle. So there's literally just a corner of it left. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not really. Wait, is this like independent bomb maker? Like, wasn't like the uh, government? No, he was no like he was just. That's the story. He was a dude by himself. <laughs> He's medieval. I don't know if he was. I don't even know if this is like a medieval doctor. I don't know the story fully, but the, the kind of folklore. This is like in '96. Yeah. <laughs> I think the folklore is that he blew up the castle, and that's why we have just the corner of a castle, and it's where all the pigeons go to die. It's mm. just loads of dead pigeons up by the castle. You just described like most meth houses in Oklahoma. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty. That's Carlo is same a, story. You know, it's just meth houses with a bit of history. Got it. It's Got just it. that's pretty much that's, that's 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 about it. Oh God, I can't believe you found my old Twitter. Um, that's um, I didn't even know that was still findable. I like it. You've done research. That's yeah, good. Yeah. You've thrown me for a loop with the research you've done. <laughs> that's um, all I got. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Um, is it like so? Tell me not to go more into Carlo, but like it's a small town, kind of a dumpy small town. Yeah, so it's sorry, Carlo. It's not look. They know, <laughs> they know. <laughs> um, it is a very small town. Mm. So you're talking. I think the a population for like the county, which is the state, is about fifty thousand people. Yeah. Okay. I think. This, the town itself, you've probably got about 25,000 people. 
in the city and and sort of the surrounds, but the surrounds is fucking quite big. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's very small. It's got its biggest kind of saving grace is that it has a, an IT there, which is university, and that's where you get a lot of things happening out of that. Um. It's kind of like an old industry factory town. Sure. Where yeah. There's yeah. big factories there that have all closed down now, and. There hasn't been enough new things that have come up to 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 take over from those jobs, so um, there are some. There's like there are some, but it it does kind of it's kind of one of those small places that's kind of lost by the wayside. The financial crisis hit really fucking hard, yeah, really hard, and it never really recovered from that. And it's just starting to get there. Like it's not like I watch. I read in the book at the moment, dope sick. You know, it's about all the people who took opiates mm-hmm. uh, like oxycontin and then found out heroin does the same thing right, <laughs> it's right. cheaper and uh, you know they talk about the small towns in the states and they're all well yeah that's why it's so fascinating because it's it's there's a lot of parallels yeah right? like i've lived in mainly cities or i lived in a small city called shreveport louisiana and it's it's not the one that anyone knows in louisiana but it's exactly as you described they had a huge gm plant there closed down and it's just it's hurt the city over and over again. There's the whole like white flight to the suburbs, mm. and it's just it's a sad place. Well, it's interesting though. There's a lot of like interesting things about these kind of weird lost in time towns. Yeah, it's it's not so it's not just Ben <laughs> Carlo has been like one of those places where the factory closed down and the place is desolate. It's it's not it's not that bad. It is. It has become like a, just a suburb of. It's becoming like a suburb of Dublin now, which is like everything in Ireland is anything around two hour drive of Dublin, which uh, is yeah. half the country. <laughs> it's just becoming like a little suburb. But it's it's funny. It, there, there's there's some really cool, interesting people there, and like lots of um, interesting and like creative projects happening there mm-hmm. which you'd never assume with such a small little town he's a great like um music scene oh cool loads of talented musicians uh loads of talented artists and actual places for them to uh to to, to perform and exhibit their art and stuff like that not 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 great for comedy um although they do have comedians come in there mm-hmm. there was I think there was once they st- they tried to do like a comedy night on a Friday night and it didn't work. It didn't. It didn't really take off. All right. Um. But yeah. Do they heckle there? Are they uh the type? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's way more heckling in Ireland. Um. I I've only done one show in Ireland. Yeah. So I didn't get heckled, but I did notice that the crowd is way more chatty. And not necessarily when you're on stage, but when the MC's on, it's fucking fair game. They're they're in, like they're they're already ready to you know to to play around with the MC. Where here is very, yeah, they're they're very pretty quiet, tame here. Very yeah, quiet. yeah, very respectful. Like I, I saw at the show that last night, there's so many people laughing and just covering their mouth. <laughs> and you're what like, are you doing? I'm like, just let it out. That's the point. That's oh, the might point. be a COVID thing. I don't know. No, 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 oh, no, okay. no. It wasn't. It was when everybody were laughing. It was just like. No, no, no. <laughs> what's it, what's this, what the audience is like in um, in Malaysia? Um, <clears throat> there, it's really interesting because it's it's a mixed bag. Any given night, right? So you can have a mix of uh, what, what's unique about comedy in Malaysia and Singapore, especially, is the combination of locals to expats. Yeah, you go anywhere else, like you go to Thailand, you go to um, Japan. Taiwan is kind of interesting because it's changed within the last couple of years. Uh, I have a good friend who runs a club up there. and uh, But in, in Malaysia, all those places, it's very expat-focused, right? So it's a lot of expat comics, a lot of English-teaching comics doing jokes to other expats and English teachers, right? Yeah. Whereas Malaysia, that's not the case at all. Like, the scene is generally dominated by local talent. Okay. Now, that's a unique thing in itself. Like, some people would kind of accuse it they have this uh what they call durian humor right have you ever had durian i've i've yeah, been, you've been near close to them <laughs> i went no <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. well that's what it is right but locals love it right so a lot of the comedy can be very durian comedy right like yeah. it's very for the locals not really for you and so i've heard people kind of like talk down on malaysian comedy and singapore comedy 
being like that and it, it's kind of the unique dynamic of like how the scene was developed there's a couple pioneers in the scene there uh, a guy named Haritha Skander, uh and you know a guy named Kevin Jay in Malaysia and then a uh, very weirdly a trans comic in Singapore which is very like generally the rules and like they're very conservative oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. but they um and I'm feel terrible because I'm blanking on his her name um but it's it, it's um, that's who kind of led the comedy and it was very racial like observation based kind of comedy typically um just because it's three major races piled on top of each other and they're still sort of figuring that out mm. um but yeah it's 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 a cool scene i mean for uh, a town in asia or city in asia to have two dedicated comedy clubs it's pretty amazing. Is Wellington in, doesn't have one, right? No, is that in Singapore or, or Malaysia? Uh, Malaysia has two dedicated Dead, comedy yeah. clubs. Singapore has one, but they have a bar down the street, same street that runs one of the best selling, you know, longest running comedy shows, you know, in, in on the island. Yeah, I, I seen um there was a documentary uh it was I Need You to Kill with Tom Segura, Pete Lee and Chad Daniels went to Singapore. Oh, cool! And China, and I, I, they did like two, one room in Singapore where they had a lot of locals open up from them. Yeah, there was one guy I can't remember his name, but he was a Chinese guy who I think he went to MIT, dropped out of MIT, and went to Singapore to do comedy, and he was fucking brilliant. Really, like, he was really, really good. Um, I can't remember his name now, but um. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's some killers in Singapore. Uh, Kumar was the comic I couldn't think of a moment ago. Okay. Uh, but Jinx Yao, hilarious. You've definitely seen some of his bits on YouTube. He's got over a million hits on one of his on his bits. Um, and yeah, I mean uh, Sam uh, Sam C is an amazing host, great comic. He's been on like the Jim Jeffries show when he came there. Uh, he's awesome. He's a huge like boon to the scene. Like he runs a lot of shows. And he's one of the few comics that I think has done really well during quarantine. His whole like online presence has just been awesome. He does like a show on wrestling. He does like a live kind of like comedy improv podcast. Uh, and then he he's now doing like game streaming, which is funny because he's not very good at games. Well, that's <laughs> you don't need to be good at games to yeah. do game streaming. That's that's I, I've seen actually an awful lot of comics move to that recently. I think Hannibal yeah. Buress yeah started doing started streaming. Um, uh, here, Melanie Breswell is doing it as well. Didn't uh, Logic quit rap to do streaming? Really? Yeah, which is probably for the best. Unless ah. I'm not a big Logic guy, but that's ah, okay. He was okay. All right. Yeah, he had his moments. <laughs> sure. I like. I, I'm not a big Logic guy at all. But I wouldn't say it was bad. Okay. Yeah. I like that song he did with Eminem. Is it the suicide one? I don't know. The really fast one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, the ISIS one. I remember that. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, not ISIS. Logic and Eminem, and then Chris D'Elia did the video when he was Eminem. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we yeah. can't really okay. talk about him anymore because he's weird. Which one? Chris D'Elia. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he got, he got all weird. He got got. <laughs> he got got. <laughs> he got got. Um, where, how, what, where, where are we going? Logic? Oh yeah, so he's streaming now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if that would be. I was I was talking about this a couple of episodes ago, and I don't know. I think you need to like really have the time to do that, like because it takes. Oh, I stream lasts what an hour, two hours. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty big commitment. Yeah, and, and like, I, do you? You gotta be somewhat like good at these games like someone's just gonna watch you if you're terrible yeah if you're entertaining yeah oh yeah, yeah. that's fair enough like, i watch i'd watch some people play games and you almost it's like it's like you know you'd ever watch like the rally racing or something like that and you're like you watch it half hoping that someone crashes no one dies but you're like right you want to see the thing or, or gym you know when you watch gym gymnastics and you're like i want to see someone fall <laughs> fair enough yeah that's cool that's kind of i think that's part of it we you, you get humor out of someone fucking up so badly um, because there are people who are really good at the game who are just insanely good at it. Yeah, and to get to that level, you need to be like twelve hours a day. That's what's weird is going to malls in Asia, and I mean, because they know how to do malls still. American malls are dead. Like it's just it's over, man. It's it, especially post COVID, they're already on the ropes. But 
in Asia, they're amazing. I mean, they're just like huge, massive meeting spaces. Like from our apartment in KL, from our balcony, we could see no less than seven massive malls. One of them was like the fourth largest in the world. Had a climbing gym in it, had like two just massive wings. It was wild. And, you know, some of them have like... uh, you know, basically theme parks inside them. It's it's a crazy, really? crazy thing. Yeah. So the mall culture is still really big. And when you go there, like that's where we would go to the grocery store. Like that's where they were. Yeah. But then you would see the entire like lobby, like that whole alcove area, just packed for some sort of like mobile gaming competition. And that's like a small one, right? They have these things in stadiums sometimes, but this is just some like local regional thing and it's like a thousand kids like all on mobiles all like playing at the same time it's just bonkers i i i did i did notice that when i was in asia like everyone plays mobile games yeah like, it's constant all the time everyone is constantly playing mobile games um there's all kinds of like attachments and stuff you can yeah, get on your phone yeah, like yeah it was it was it, every every 7-eleven you went to there was some dude just playing a mobile game mm-hmm. and then four dudes standing outside playing a mobile game yeah <laughs> it was just constant all of the time and also i think the big thing about those malls that i loved was the air conditioning man fucking <laughs> yeah. hell that's a, another big draw yeah the, the, whenever i was in penang we're like do you want to just check the mall it's <laughs> like why uh, just have a look <laughs> just get out with the sun for a second that would be great Oh. Yeah, I shot a movie in that mall in Penang. Did you? I did. Yeah, yeah. It was a. Uh, uh, so when I moved there, <clears throat> like life got real weird. Like I, I didn't really, I hadn't done any performing art really at all for like ten years, right? So I was, a, I went into theater. Uh, I became a sound engineer, and so I did uh, some small tours. I worked for bands. I managed sound for a couple venues in Austin. That's why I moved to that town. It's a big music city. Um, and then I got into doing sales, like just through a couple different life changes. And, uh, I sold outdoor gear cause I love outdoor stuff. You yeah. know, I was in boy Scouts. I was like big into all that. And, uh, I was really good at selling outdoor gear. And I did that. I managed like multiple States and just traveled and did that whole life. Um, and then the company I worked with got pretty much absorbed and I got left out. Um, it's all right. Love that. <laughs> yeah, as That's it happens, good. it's fine. Uh, but you know what? We were kind of like over it. We were kind of over the like American idea of like living in a city like Austin or Portland or whatever. It's just everything's getting gentrified to death. It's just like shitty like three story condos with artisanal sandwiches underneath. Like it's just it's just way whack. Well. How many cafes does there have to be that sell artisanal things for them to no longer be artisanal? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, well, we sell artisanal coffee. Well, everyone fucking does. What's like? I can't, if you just started selling shit coffee now, I'm like, hey, we sell bog standard shit coffee and a sandwich I made two seconds ago. Every the bread is stale. I guarantee to be a line of people, but like that's something different. Did Subway go with the like sandwich artist to just like take the piss out of everybody else? Like, oh yeah, artisanal. <laughs> the bar starts at Subway sandwich artist. Subway is everywhere here. It's Subway. I I I used to do a bit about Subway. I cannot get over how many Subways there are in New Zealand. Is, There's a is, lot. Is it the same in the states? Oh yeah, Subway's everywhere. Yeah, like I don't, yeah. I don't and, understand. Oh it. man, when I was on the road, man, I the problem with Subway is you smell like it all day. Yeah. Like I think a comic's done a bit about this, but it's it's one hundred percent true. Like, and that's what sales reps smell like in the US. It's just Subway all the time. <laughs> that's how you know. That's how you know. How's life going? I yeah. meatball marinara. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm wearing. It's the today. bread, it just clings it, to you it for just, years. It's it it's overpowering when you go in. I just, I don't understand. So I never understood. I don't know. To be fair, when Subway first came to Ireland, um, it came to a, a city, uh, city, in air quotes, and we got a train mm-hmm. to the city, which was two hours to get Subway yeah. and come back. That was it. We went to the city to try Subway. That's, that's That was my teenage year. Oh, boy. <laughs> They weren't even artists then. No, they weren't. <laughs> they were just like <laughs> stone like, teenagers making sandwiches. Sto- yeah, I don't, yeah, and we were stoned as well. We we're like, let's go try this subway. They're supposed to be the best. This is the time when Jared was like not a pedophile. So I think he well, well, no, I he mean, was. He may- <laughs> no, he was, but like it wasn't known. It wasn't he was known. Like, you're right. It wasn't public. You get healthy. It, you it wasn't out. It's not all that guilt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. Wasn't out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Can you come out? I don't think you, you get found out as a piece You get found out. You don't yeah, really right. come out. Yeah, you don't you're right. Really you're come right. Out. My apologies. <laughs> God help the first person who comes out as a pedophile. Um, oh, uh, where was, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so stop talking about this. <laughs> I moved. So, so like, we're like, got done with the sales thing. And we're like, fuck it. Let's move to Asia. Like, we had been here. Uh, we'd been there, you know, a year or two before for a wedding. You know, kind of a like vacation holiday thing. And uh, we just, man, Kale's a rad spot. Like, we sold all our shit, made the move. And within, like, the first six months, uh, a friend of mine, who was actually our landlord, was like, hey, they need someone to dress up like Captain America for this thing. And I didn't do it, but I did talk to the casting person. And she's like, well, are you interested in doing other things? I'm like, yeah, you know, sure, sometimes, whatever. And so I got hired not long after that to be a henchman in this like Hong Kong action movie. And so I was like one of the security guards, like trying to like catch some guy who broke into the, you know, the, the containment facility and hacked into the mainframe. And we're like chasing him down. And it was a full night of shooting on like proper rig cameras. There was like stunt work and wires and it was, it was awesome. It was, it was super fun. And uh, that kind of opened up this whole new thing. And so I did a, I got really in shape and, you know, kind of put a lot of work into it and got all the photos and all that done and uh, went to a ton of auditions, ended up getting a lot of commercial work. I did a lot of wacky Asian commercials. Uh, <laughs> yes. I did uh, another couple movies. And then... What was it? What's the movie called? Uh, it's called The Leaker. The Leaker. And it's actually pretty good. I, I really... And it's, it's about a uh, government-designed virus that was leaked out. Shit. In the public that was being covered up. Yeah, it's the very... So, and, and it was based in Hong Kong? Uh, it's It takes place in Malaysia, but oh. it was produced by... Like, Hong Kong has a really big, you know, movie yeah, business, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, it took place in Malaysia. That's why they shot there. So was that like a, a warning shot, that movie? Kind of. Yeah, who'd have known? <laughs> the other movie I did was a Tamil film. Like, uh, like not Bollywood, but like there's Tamil, like uh, India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chennai and that whole region has their own movie thing. What they tend to do is more spoof and like just out there insane action. And oh yeah, yeah. yeah no, where, like I've, the guy slides the horse under a truck like a motorcycle. Where physics is just a suggestion. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, dude, it's great. That so, is that. I remember the first time I seen a clip of it. I was like, this is my new thing now. This is brilliant. Dude, the very first scene of this film uh, involves the the lead guy who's basically a super cop, right? Uh, but he's retired, right? This is the sequel. And so he sees an old man trying to get coconuts down from a tree while he's driving like on the ridge above it. He looks down, sees the old man struggling. And so the next shot is the Jeep flying in the air and ramming into the tree, reversing and slamming into the tree <laughs> repeatedly. And the coconuts come raining down on the old man who's so thankful. And I was like, this is exactly what I want to be yeah, a part of. This is what I want to be in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's kind of because <laughs> I, was, I was, I was, I was, th I was thinking to myself yesterday, I was wa walking down Courtney Place and I was, I never really wanted to, to act or anything like that. But I could, I, I could, uh, you know, those really bad TV movies. Yeah. I was like, I could do that. That's something I could do. You know, I feel like I would be okay. I, I've never acted before, but I feel like that's probably something I could achieve. Yeah. Or, or, or be a stock for, you know, stock photo model. You got that look? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I have the look, but I think I could do it. Mm. You know, <laughs> I don't want to try hard. It's like I could probably do that. I it made me have a whole new respect for like people who do that, like catalog models and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's a lot harder than I thought because you have no idea how stupid you can look. You like when it. you see a whole roll of pictures someone took. Yeah. So like, give me a look, and you just look. <laughs> it's terrible. You've ruined my my dream of becoming. <laughs> Watch someone pro do it, and it's like they snap into like poses, just like clockwork. It's it's kind of amazing, but it practice and it's it's a talent in itself it's a very weird talent mm. as a person to have but they do it and you can see why some of them you know make it and some of them don't yeah yeah no that's that's okay fair enough i don't have the the will to do that then that's okay i'll cross that dream off it's really boring i will say yeah that. well yeah, yeah. Well, i thought like, you can just part-time be a, a part-time model be a part-time well, not like not a good model you know like sure. just you know these these for an ad, for, I, I, not even for an ad. I, I, 
Be an extra. Yeah, I could be an extra. You'd that's, be a great extra. No, I could be yeah. a good. That's good. I think Just that's, hold a coffee. Yeah. You know, wave a taxi. I could do that. Yeah, yeah. I could do that. Well, you know, we can't. We don't wave down taxis here, do you? So who waves down the taxi anymore? Is that not a thing here? Uh, can you not wave a taxi here? Oh, you can. I've never seen anyone do it because they have Uber here. Ah, fair enough. So, that's a good thing. To me, you only wave down a taxi in New York. That's... Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my whole idea of the States. To New York. <laughs> waving a taxi. That's, that's, uh, that's what I want to do. Go to New York, wave a taxi down. Yeah. That's me. That's that's, that's the only thing. I mean, you can't do that now, so... The driver is De Niro or an alien. That's, yeah. I prefer like a man I, black. I prefer De Niro now because I think he's gone off the rails a little bit. Has he? I don't know. He keeps doing like shitty comedy movies. Oh, yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, uh, I he, saw that. He, like I'm like I want to hang around. He he's like he's got he doesn't give a fuck anymore. I like that he's still like he did The Irishman which like got nominated for an Oscar, right? Like massively, right? Very laud. I didn't I'm not going to watch it. I'm never I, I want to. I'm never going to watch I, it. It's on my list on Netflix. It's never going to happen. Haunting me going, "Hey, we got three and a half hours to spare." It's I'm like, like no. the, the Revenant and that and Dances with Wolves. They're just it's never going to happen. I've seen The Revenant. Could have missed it. Could have missed it. Could have yeah. missed it. Yeah. No, I don't know. I didn't get it. I, I, no, I got it, but I was like, ah, nah, it's yeah. not for me. It's not happening. I can do a long. I can do long movies. That's fine. Um, the Tamil movie I was in, three hours. hours. Three hours. There was an intermission. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. That's all they all. They all are like that. Like they want their money's worth. Mm. Like yeah, when they're gonna go to the cinema, the the, the public cool. there. Like, that is cool though, because like the cinema. Has kind of, it's kind of dying to death in like the western, in the west at the moment. Like it's just not dragging, bringing people in, mm. but it's not an experience anymore. The cinema, you have to really push it. Like you have to really push it. Like going to see a movie is kind of like an afterthought. Well, commercial based cinema, like the Regals and the I don't know if you know the names or franchises. It doesn't matter, but like. The like big box cinema, you want to call it, right? Yeah. Like the multiplexes. Yeah, it's a shitty experience. It sucks. It's just generally like, oh, come on, guys, please be quiet. Uh, it's just kids yelling and yeah. making out and like the whole thing, right? Like it's part of it. But there is this new kind of um, boutique experience and it's expensive in some ways. Uh, not in some ways. It, it absolutely is. It does cost more, but they usually like have food, like really good food. Like you can have beer, wine, cocktails, all that. Alamo Draft House is by far the most famous one. It's from Austin originally, uh, and it's great. Like they show new releases, of course, but they also like bring back old movies and they do like free nights sometimes. They do. I saw. Uh, do you remember that movie, A Scanner Darkly? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they had that, but the composer for the movie was there and they did the score live oh, to the film that'd be cool. it was awesome that'd be cool i saw the room and tommy Wiseau was there <laughs> that was bonkers dude that was that guy's nuts man yeah uh, did you watch the the rogan yeah 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 the one that did all of uh, i love that uh disaster disaster something? Mo- the disaster yeah, movie yeah he, he his life is insane that tommy was like because it's I didn't know that he was like this secret millionaire. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I He's just weird, and per- I didn't like send any personal one-on-one time with him. But just like, I was just sort of in awe the whole time, watching people ask him questions and how he'd react. And I mean, if it's a character, he is so committed to it's it. Not, I it's think not. It, I don't think. I don't think so. It's not a character. I don't. I. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I don't think so. I think some people have just got that fucking. He had four belts on. <laughs> no one needed that. Like, just, none of it makes any sense. That might be a character then. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that that might be a little bit. You know, some people come a character out themselves because they have a bit of a name and they go, well, do you know what? Four belts. Yeah. That will help li- have the legend live on, the four belts, maybe. Well, we're still talking about it, so. Yeah, Fair maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so you in Malaysia did some movies, which is cool. Oh, that- my favorite thing. Last thing about the Tamil movie. I had to learn some Tamil for it, ah. which I, I won't attempt now. I can't hardly remember it, but I did it. And the director is like, that's all right. Good, good, good. I'm like, all right, sweet. I nailed it. Awesome. Uh, I go to see the movie months later. They dubbed over me <laughs> in English. Oh, <laughs> yeah. in English. Oh, they didn't even hire an English, like a robot voice. 
It's like, oh, what? Oh, Shiva, I'm <laughs> taking you to the police station. <laughs> I, was, I was so disappointed. That was that's a, that's a way to get caught with a movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like you would have rather been caught. Out. Dude, they misspelled my name, so my IMDb is just totally hosed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! Oh, fantastic! <laughs> that's that's good. I like that. I like that. So then you were like, I'm gonna do stand up now. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so I was kind of. So, so, yeah. I'm like, so you you did theater in is it college in in college in college yeah? yeah yeah so you did theater and then what was the the the, the thought behind it that because you do look you I remember I, when I first met you you definitely said you you were kind of more fo- focused on acting here maybe or you had had a background in acting but you were doing you were doing stand up did you want to become an actor first not really no yeah. I mean I I enjoyed it. Um, Acting's one of those weird things that's like, it made a lot of sense for me then, and I, I certainly enjoyed it, but it's great when you don't have a sense of self, like, completely. Like, I had no, I mean, I liked, you know, uh, Blink-182 and, and, like, skateboarding, and, like, that's about, like, everyone does. That's not, like, a personality, right? And so it was really cool to go into that and do these, like, one-act plays, jump into these multi-character things, and uh, I really kind of dove into that, but I'm an analytical person. I love gear and gadgets and, and camping, all this kind of stuff. And so when I did classes about being behind the boards, doing lighting, doing sound, I was like, I absolutely love music above everything else. And this is a way into that. So like I helped a dude load out speakers and he's like, Hey, here's my number. I might need some help. And then all of a sudden I'm like constantly just working every Saturday night. Like, you know, I mean, I would do like a death metal bands on Saturday, get done around two, three in the morning, and then have to load in the next day at 7 a.m. for a gospel trio <laughs> at like a giant black church. And it was amazing. That's fucking cool. When you have the energy at that age, it's, it's, it's an absolutely just like amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was like purple lipstick all over the microphones <laughs> I'd have to clean up <laughs> from these girls. It's so funny. But, so you, so, so you, so when you went, went to the, to to study in in college, it wasn't was it was it acting or was it the sound? But what, which, it was theater. It like, was the, right, okay, as a, so, as sorry, a general okay. degree. So it was gen- yeah. and then you kind of you, you drifted off in towards the the kind of so, sound to, engineer. Yeah, sound engineer. Ah, okay, okay, that 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 makes sense. Yeah. we need techs here. Cool. <laughs> so you can you can moonlight as a tech as well. Yeah. So what what brought you what made you jump towards stand up? So. Um, I got out of sound, right? Like I said, you know, uh, it was right when the economy crashed, like 2008. Um, so I was doing doing that almost full time, you know, bartending as well. But and then 2008 happened, like, and they hadn't figured out the festival game yet in the U.S. And so sound, like, you had Bonnaroo and you had like Lollapalooza, and that was pretty much it, like Austin City Limits. But then, like, around 2012, they started figuring out the festival game, and there was work again. But I had kind of like found a path out of it because it's a hard life. And so I wasn't super into that. And so that's when I got into doing sales. And, you know, sales is just constant presentations. It's constantly talking about product. You're talking to like shop kids, you know, who work at like a Torpedo 7 type thing. You know, it's 8 in the morning. They don't want to be there. You don't really want to be there. And so you got to like engage them. You got to be funny. And like I was like, man, this is so much fun. This is my favorite part of the job. And uh, I, I wouldn't call it stand up, but there was jokes. There was a crowd, you know, it's what it was. And like, I liked that the most. And so when I came to Malaysia, I went to a show first off, I was like, you know what? I have enough background to do this and I'm definitely funnier than that guy. So let's go. <laughs> so no, I think it's cause I, I did, I worked in sales as well. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and you do have that bit where, you almost you, you when you're thinking, especially when you're doing sales and thinking of doing stand up, you start trying to, you do start trying work on bits. Like I used to work on bits showing people around houses. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, it, you do go. Oh, I, I think I've got enough to to try stand up then. And I think you go and see an open mic and go, oh, I can do that. Do you have a joke that you remember that you told? Oh. Oh, oh because, no, because it was always in the moment. Like, I didn't, mm. I, did, I, I was always in the moment. I would always also try and, like, ham up stories of what happened when showing houses. And almost, yeah. you know, d- like, d- doing that, like, this happened today. And you try and, br- you know, bring humor with you a- 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 after the day. 
But I, I, I don't, I don't think I had so much bits at the like time. Like a line, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have, I didn't have lines. Um, they were for after work. I uh, remember one that I always used for this this company we sold like Bluetooth speakers and stuff like that. Is like a brand called Outdoor Tech. Yeah, very cool brand. Um, they still make stuff. Uh, but they had these like sport Bluetooth earbuds called the Orcas. And part of the thing with it, and this is like that Tom's era, like, you know, you buy something, it donates charity. And I was like, oh, for every pair of Orcas, they give a dollar to the whales. What they do with it, not my business. <laughs> Stupid. But it made me laugh. <laughs> it was just what you needed at eight in the morning. Yeah. Actually, I do remember you, you reminded me now. It's because my name is Shannon, right? And in Ireland, boys are not named Shannon, right? Oh, really? Okay. No, it's, it's not like not, an Ashley thing. No, right? no, no. It's, it, is, it is like it's a, it pretty much a female name. There's very few boy, men called Shannon. And I would call people on the phone, like, hi, it's Shannon here. And they go, what? Like, <laughs> Shannon. And I go, Shane. No, no, not Shane. Shannon. Sean. Like, they just not even. They wouldn't then, accept then it. Then they go, Sharon. I'm like, even further away. <laughs> Sharon. Sharon. I'm like, Shannon. Oh, Shannon. Like the river. So that was my line. I ring people up because, hey, Shannon, like the river. And everyone go, ha, ha. And I'd be like, yeah, no, that's my name, like the river of Shannon. So that's how I answered it. I started every phone call. Is, is that a joke? Is there a river called yeah, Shannon? Yeah, so the, 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 big, the, the largest river in Ireland is called Shannon. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah. I'd be like, Shannon, like the river, and everyone would get it. Oh, okay. Um, and that was kind of just, it wasn't really funny, but people then understood what my name was. And that was my kind of, that was my bit. My boss's name was Wade, and he's very Texan. And he's like, Wade, like you're doing a pool? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> sure, that's good. <laughs> no, no, no. I like that. Um, so, oh yeah. When, when did you did you stand up in Singapore? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, and this is this is where I get to do my one name drop. Brad, no, I'm gonna cut the podcast. You've done this twice now to me. What's that? You've, you've named up this twice with me. Yeah, I know. It's it's what people I don't need usually. It's fine. It's not even a big deal. Oh, you brought him up first earlier. I did, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, so, yes, I've done Singapore a number of times, but I 100% lucky. Won a draw. Like, not, like, brought me down for it. Uh, but, yeah, I got to open for Hannibal uh, Burris when he came through. That's cool. And he just, like, was coming through Singapore, called the club manager, because he'd been there a number of times. He's done Asia quite a bit. And he was just like, hey, I'm in town. Let's do a show. And they sold, you know, a bunch of tickets in one day. I just happened to be there for a work trip. Totally lucked out. Super cool guy. Awesome. If like all of it would have been worth it just to do stuff like that, you know, that's mm, yeah. that's why I'm so glad I do this as my thing instead of golf or whatever, you know. Yeah. This is so much more fun. Yeah. And the, the, so, what was it like opening for Hannibal? Was it was it like were, were you? It was a crowd who was ready to see Hannibal. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> a local act, and then me, and then like an hour of waiting for him to get there. <laughs> so the open room is hot when Hannibal came in. Yeah, we're like, do we go back up? Like, what do you want, man? And yeah, it was it was one of those. So like, to even say I opened was, is a stretch. So yeah, I, you, I did, you did a show in proximity. Yeah, I did the early show. <laughs> did you meet him? Did you meet him? At least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We get to chat a bit. Yeah. That's cool. Cool, dude. That's all right. So he, did he see you? Oh, no, obviously. No, he no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> um, well, the, the reason I asked in Singapore, did, did you have any of the, like, the guards that, from the government there that, that check on what you're saying? Yeah, I've heard that. That's a, that's a weird thing. Um. I can't speak to it as much because I wasn't based there, but like you could, you can get in trouble for saying some jokes, mm. but like generally it's pretty open. Like from my understanding and from my experience, right? I've said jokes about. I think I said Singapore was like Canada. Like at one point, I think I opened up the joke. I was like, "Oh, Singapore's like Canada. Like, you know, you're uh, you're you're real." polite you're friendly and your prime minister is just so fuckable <laughs> <laughs> which i think it was like an old chinese guy at the time <laughs> like uh so like that would be something that you you know if it were the case that would you know someone would say something to me like don't say that but like yeah i didn't get anything i got laughs and and the club owner was cool with it and you know that's kind of stuff but 
yeah, there's there's definitely censorship. That's for real. Uh, there's some things you don't talk about, but it's not like people make it sound. It I, was just overbearing, oppressive censorship. Yeah, dude, I I got a weird vibe when I was in Singapore. The first day I was there, I was like, this place is fucking cool. They've got it nailed down. Oh, it's like the future. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, there's cameras fucking everywhere, yep. and then, then like chewing gum is illegal, which you think is really really cool, and then you didn't see. Because you're like, ah, oh, chewing gum's illegal. Do you Stop. know why? Because, no. Yeah, interesting to me. I found this out when I was there. Uh, I was like, oh, it's just litter, right? It's, yeah, it's stuck and stuff, yeah. right? No, it's when the new trains came out, they had sensors on the doors. And so they would shut you know, the doors and the sensor to make sure no one was there. Well, kids would stick gum on the sensors and the doors wouldn't close. So the, the, the trains wouldn't run on time. And they're like, absolutely not in this house. Wow. Gum banned. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that is not what that. <laughs> it makes sense though, right? It like, make, well, it, you know, it's a bit extreme. That's Singapore. They like being on time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. If you don't fuck around, Singapore's a paradise. That's basically it, right? But it's weird because like prostitution's there, like blatant. Uh, yeah, and and I know I, uh, if it's not legal, it's extremely like allowed. It's allowed, but like the drug thing is fucking insane over there. Yeah, you, you don't you, mess around with drugs there. Yeah, yeah, you you're done over there, but that's. And is isn't it like I know I don't know if this is widely but they have like really young girls over there in Singapore as well, isn't it? Or I know I I maybe I just seen that in a documentary once. It wasn't like a it wasn't you know I don't think it's rife over there, but you could, there's no legal age for marrying over in Singapore, is there? I think there is. Oh. I, I can't speak to that. I know it's a big controversy in places like Malaysia where there's like some, they're arguing this whole cultural thing about like teenage brides and stuff like well, that. Yeah, I think it was, maybe I've just got them, I've got, got, yeah. got them mixed up a little bit. I don't know. It, it seemed like Big Brother was watching me everywhere I went in Singapore. Definitely, and it is, yeah. But yeah, no, you I, can go out any time of night and never worry about it. Your, your 12-year-old son or daughter could go walk home at 2 in the morning and you would never have to worry. Mm. It's the, wild. Yeah, it is, and I, I, another thing is like they, you could download loads. They they had free books like how to invest, you know. But it all felt like they were very the population while very safe were all very controlled because mm-hmm. competitive they, too. Yeah, man. There's this whole thing called kiasu, like which is like it's just basically not me first, but like you do whatever it takes to get that edge, right? And so everybody has that mentality and has that mindset. Singaporeans are very, you know, some think they're not friendly. I don't think that's true at all. I, I think they're friendly. I think they just, everyone has an objective. And, you know, it's not really your place to get in the way of their objective. Right. Right. And so that's that's the goal. Whereas places like Malaysia, places like Thailand, they have very hardworking people. It's just way more laid back. It's not like that. And Die time. It, yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Die time. Because I know, I know in Thailand you cannot speak about the king at all. That's changing right now, too. Oh, is it? Oh, man. The guy's, like, hiding out in Germany. Oh. Yeah, that's Jesus. a wild one. Yeah, but you're right, generally. Yeah, when I was there, I was there in 2019. Yes. Oh, okay. So it was, like... That was the new king. That was the guy. new king. Yeah. Yeah, 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 new king. That was new king. And and there was, like, no... You can't say anything about the king. Yeah. Um, that's the official party line, but it's... it's. But it's, yeah. The oh, people, it's the law, right? Yeah, it's the law, yeah. But it's not... Yeah, oh, I, I didn't hang out in any comedy clubs when I was in really in, in Asia. Um, but the censorship isn't the same in Malaysia, is it? Uh, people get busted for stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, it, kind of a badge of honors to get a police report on you about a bit oh, okay. you did. Okay. I never got one, unfortunately, but uh, I have friends who did. So, And what what was it? Is it, again, is anything like... Again? Generally, what you get busted on is, well, you can't talk about the king. There's a king in Malaysia. People forget that. Um, but really, what you can't talk about, anything that disturbs racial or religious sensitivities. So, yeah, you make jokes about religion. You make jokes about, you know, like making fun of a race, uh, about doing something. Yeah, you're kind of putting yourself in a position to get tagged. And what are, what are the sanctions? Is it just like, is it just kind of like a, a police report? I don't know that fine? any have ever gone anywhere, to be honest. I yeah, don't know if anyone's been punished. Know. Well, I know one guy who... Uh, mainly on Twitter, he did a video about it was kind of when Trump got elected. And remember all those like, you know, like America first, like all these countries did a like, you know, I think Ireland had one too. It was like America first, 
Ireland, Ireland second. You know, they they were these kind of funny things. They're like mimic this whole America first idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they were just tongue in cheek. Well, this guy did one about Malaysia, and generally is pretty funny. He had a couple little like you know good shots to the ribs, and yeah, uh, yeah he got arrested, got his laptop confiscated, got through the whole thing. I don't know if he ended up paying fines or whatever, but I think it's generally more of a show of force and to like. It's it's not more of a threat. Like it's a threat. It's not like oh, you're gonna be locked up for. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Shows yeah. have gotten raided though, for sure. Um, and sometimes more, it's based on immigration. Like I've been booted from a couple shows. Oh really? Like, yeah, we think somebody might be here. You're not technically allowed to be on a show. So, yeah. and is it? Do you have that thing as well that if if if, if uh, uh, say a comedy club or or a place that has comedy is doing quite well, you might have a a a, 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 a neighboring bar being like, hey. I heard their sense. Like, is there is there that kind of? I don't think there's that kind no, of thing. No, no, that, I I would never get that vibe. No, that they were like, oh, they're taking our business. That's fucking trying. No, because it's if anything, it's helpful, really, because the your shows usually end at midnight. People go down, usually have a couple other drinks, so mm. nobody's stealing. Uh, the the two comedy clubs are very destination. As as most comedy outside of New York, Boston, you go to most comedy clubs in America, they're in suburbs, like. Sometimes they're downtown, oh. but a lot of times they're in like suburb areas. Yeah, and so Th- they're destination venues. This is something that I've actually never. I've been dying to ask someone. So you know, here the the bigger comics talk about doing like comedy in strip malls and malls. Yeah. Oh, so there's yeah. the clubs in malls over there. Like, what the fuck's that like? There's a couple in. They're not like what you think of as a mall. A lot of times they're like open air. Like there's one in San Antonio, um, that's attached next to that movie theater. Um, but it's kind of like a entertainment, like a very large built entertainment district, right? Um, and it's just part of that whole America. Everything is built new. As okay. soon as a mall or a building is like twenty years old, you bulldoze it, build something new. Okay, and just do the same thing. It's not. It's a very non-European way to go about it. So, so like the the, the comedy club in a, so when I think of a mall, I think of you know the super malls in Asia where it's like yeah, it's not shop, that. So it's not a comedy club in an actual shopping mall. No, it's like it's like in a shopping center. In a shopping center, so it's not an actual physical building. It's more like it's separate it's a collection of buildings. Uh, yeah. Okay, ones. this now makes lot more you see sense. it a little bit in christchurch like christchurch has what i would call you know like uh strip centers or strip malls. yeah okay so yeah. like that and that's that's what you you kind of classify as like a mall. cap city comedy is is the club in austin which i think they they might not make it through covid i i've heard some things um but they're kind of like almost outside the loop of you know the main austin center mm. so they're they're basically in a suburb um and you normally wouldn't go up there unless you're going to a show okay yeah okay Okay. Okay. I, so, in, in I, I'm interested about you know this the the states and and they have a lot of let's say like is it, mm, I'm trying to think of uh, the name of some of the comedy but they're almost like franchises a little bit some of the comedy clubs are they or is it one owner who like has a three or four different clubs under the same name like um ah uh, is it ha has no is or zanies is that is that just one venue or is there i can't speak to that too much i mean i know some clubs have multiple i'm pretty sure like laugh factory has a couple laugh locations factory. yeah so laugh factory yeah, so has Jamie a few Masada owns owns laugh factory yeah and i think he's got a number of different clubs uh going on and i think it's the same in boston new york do, uh but do, it's, it's like anything else like being a bar owner it's just an entertainment so it's, it's i i i because just from Listening to, to like other American comics talk about, it, I I thought like there there'd be a certain amount of clothes you get booked on. So like th- we own these six or seven clothes. Oh, I got so you booked one as like a package. So deal? you booked them as a kind of a package deal. So you're doing a run. Let's go Zanies. I know I I don't think it is one, but um, just take that name for 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 just for for the sake of this. You get booked on that. You do a run in the, these four different clubs yeah. in different cities. Um. Yep. Is that <laughs> is that how that works? I don't know. You That's don't know. uh the Go. closest thing I could say to that from an entertainment space is there are bands that are franchised. What? Basically. So there's this band called the Spasmatics, right? And yes. so it's a great name. Yeah, and what they are, they're basically an eighties cover band, right? Oh, so fun. they do all the eighties hits, you know, like eighties, early nineties. And they do it in the whole like 
style. Like they're in like Revenge of the Nerds. Like one of them looks like the Revenge of the Nerds. He's got the like neck brace on and like it's the whole thing. It's a whole thing. Like uh, they've even got like backing tracks. Like half the time I've seen them play and I'm like, that dude's not even playing the, you know, keyboard. <laughs> this is all just like done, you know, to a track. Uh, and I'm like, that's so weird. It's, it was this really corny thing that like all the like suburb, you know, like the 45 year olds would come in and have a night. Right. Yeah. Well, I saw him in Austin. Everybody knew about him. It was an Austin downtown thing. Played at one place. I was in Vegas for a trade show. And they're like, oh, the spasmatics are coming. I'm like, God, they got those assholes from Austin to come in? They're like, no, these guys are from L.A. And I'm like, what? Sure enough, there's one in L.A., there's one in New York, there's one in Austin. It's a total thing. So what you've just explained right now is it, it – so in Carlo, there's this one – like there's, there's a band in – I can't remember what they're called, but it's the 90s. So they dress up in all the 90s gear, show sure. all the 90s songs. They come to Carlo, but they have an A and a B team. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we'll send the B team down here, send the A team there. No one can tell the fucking difference. And yeah. It's exactly the same thing. And it's it's a show. It's a dialed set show, right? Di- dialed so, set show. Yeah. That, that everyone goes to hear their favorite songs from the 90s. And these people probably do some um, music themselves, or I would probably say it's more likely a backing track. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's franchise bands. That's a fucking new one. That's a weird one, right? That's a weird. That's a weird one. How but weird it, is it that you can't do that in comedy? Ah, uh, so it doesn't work because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can you can do it in music, but everyone already knows. How many times can you hear the same joke? Right? If you got somebody who did like a Chappelle, like like did Eddie Murphy raw. Like just beginning to end and did it really well. Yeah. Some people would probably go. Some people would probably like it, but it's just so against the spirit of it. I think I think you, you go and see a comedian because you go to see that personality. Right. You know, or, or to see that person's point of view or what you think a comedian is. With a musician, you know what you're getting because you listen to a song all day. Right. You listen to it on repeat. You hear different versions of it, but to go see a cover band, you know you're gonna see the cover band. Going to see a comedian doing someone else's material it, it doesn't make any sense right because you're looking for a unique experience and you do you you do that with bands as well but when you're seeing a cover band you know what you're getting when you're seeing a cover comedian i don't see the point of leaving the house for that it was yeah it's been an interesting thing when you start thinking about the whole international aspects of like comedy and like there's a guy who does a ton of seinfeld material in french yeah, he's been busted. Uh, yeah, know, no, I've heard busted. that. He's like, I don't, what do I, I don't care. People don't know this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> no, know? no, I've I've heard of that guy. He's he's he's, he's done. But that's that's, it's so in uh, Des Bishop, Irish comedian, mm. um, uh, did a sp- did an hour special in Mandarin. Uh, so he learned how to. T- t- he went over to China, lived over in China for a year or maybe more, and learn and 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 did did a special. He should have done it without. Huh? Like that whole guy who did the jazz album without knowing how to play piano. <laughs> <laughs> it's John Benjamin. <laughs> but he, so so he was talking about some of the scenes in 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 China and how that they were just kind of starting out. Yeah. And how a lot of the comics were doing other comics material. Wow. Yeah. Because you get away with it. Well, because he's like they don't know not to do that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he was like, do I tell them not to do that or just let the scene figure it out? We saw that a little bit in Malaysia. We uh, we saw a dude do like exactly uh, Kumail Nanjiani's bit, like yeah. about being from Pakistan one time, and the host just called him out from the stage, like right after he goes, like, "Oh, give it up for Kumail Nanjiani, the guy who wrote all those jokes." Or like he really kind of took the piss out of him, and you know, and and uh, yeah, I, that comment came back and ended up being really good. Like, yeah, yeah, but and it's just I think knowing that that's not allowed. That's not allowed. That's the thing. You kind of got to let them figure it out as well. It's like yeah, uh, Nick Cannon started out doing that. He did like five minutes of someone else's material. I was like, you can't do that. He's like what? Because if you don't, if you don't know other comedians or aren't like really entrenched in comedy, you mm-hmm. don't know the rules. So if you just kind of oh that looks like something cool to do, and you because people people do that. I, I, friend of mine who's a comedian is like oh, i wasn't really into that into comedy that much until i started doing it yeah which is insane to me <laughs> i was the other way i was like maybe oh too prepared before starting but you see people who like oh, you just gotta tell jokes i don't have any jokes but i have these right. this person i'll just go up and do it and i think 
you can get away with that when you're starting out. But there's there's something about comedy that if you're not doing your own thing up there, people will find out very quickly, and people don't want to hear that. People especially will, in this day and age, yeah. In this day and age, especially, and I think that's that's there's, there's something that people go to see a comedian. They don't want to see the greatest hits. It's like if you go see a comedian that, say, if you go and see fucking Dave Chappelle, you don't want to hear him do his old stuff. Yeah. You want to hear the new stuff. It's the opposite. When you go see a band... Uh, you don't want to hear... You don't want to hear the new stuff. Yeah. You want to hear the fucking old stuff. God forbid I hear... Uh, was it Bon Jovi or something like that? Did a new song? Oh, it was so bad. Well, Some song called American Reckoning. Oh, God. Oh, it wasn't Bon Jovi. It was another one of these guys. It's just like, oh, man. You know, bless you. You're still you're still putting you're the work still, in. You're still doing it. <laughs> you're still doing it. You're still doing it. It's not it's not it's not what it used to be anymore. And I remember I think uh my old boss went to go see he loved loves you too. All right, yeah, sure. Strange for an Irish man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I I can't stand him. But he went to see them and they said, Oh, they played all new stuff we didn't know. Or it wasn't, you know, it's like, of course they did. They're touring a new album. Well, you had it on your phone, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, like, like, yeah, well, you. I thought they were going to do some of the old stuff. And like people, when we, I think it's it's funny with music, you get you get a crowd there that expects some of the older hits because sure. of what they heard. And when they play the new stuff, people are like, eh. It's really weird if you're a one-hit band and you don't play the song I saw, I think SR seventy one on Warp Tour one time. Uh, what, what was the, what was their song? The uh, she clings to me like cellophane, fake plastic submarine, and now that's that was over. that's every song from early. It was that one. Though. That was their one. No, 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 no. That yeah, that was them. It was another. Oh, it was the band that did Flavor of the Week. The flavor of, of the week. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. American Hi-Fi. American Hi-Fi. Yeah, yeah I yeah, saw them, yeah. and they didn't play that song, and people were pissed. Like, it was a warp <laughs> Tour, so there's no encore. It was just like, they are like, bullshit. <laughs> uh, we, we had, do, do, you, do you know Chelsea Daggers? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen them, because I, I used to go to a lot of festivals, and I think I've seen them four to five times in one year. Mm-hmm. And I think I... I, I by the end of it, I think pretty much everyone in Ireland had seen him four or five times yeah. that year. And they were doing a set and everyone just, the whole, the, the, no matter what song they were playing, <laughs> and they were just they were like, we, we've seen you too much, guys. Uh. Play the fucking song. And, and then even when he, even during the song, We'd start going da, 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 the before, they were, before he was even got to that part. I was just like, "Fuck!" The crowd were doing their own thing that Dude. night. Like, da, 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 da. They weren't even fucking on the stage. You, you guys, like, I don't know, the Irish and the people from the UK. Like, I went to Reading Festival in 2004, and I was blown away after going to as many festivals as I did in the US. Y'all are aggressive. Like, the bottling is real. Like. Uh. Yeah, a little bit. We don't really. I mean, that stuff like that kind of happens, but like in the like, I remember a guy was on a megaphone going around the campsites, and he's like, "Collect your urine for fifty cent." (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, because fifty cent and G Unit was on before Green Day. Terrible scheduling. Oh god! This was like not hip hop rules the world time. This is two thousand four, right? And so Green Day had just dropped American Idiot. Yeah, and so. 50 Cent and G Unit come out. There's a massive crush of people like to see Green Day, right? Very few people are there to see 50 Cent. And oh my God, it's just the bottles are just flying. And eventually, like one of those, you know, those trifold camping chairs? Yeah. One of those flies up there, misses him by an inch. And he just like picks it up and he's like, which one of you motherfuckers threw this chair at me? And a thousand hands go in the air. He just throws the mic down and left, and then like Green Day came out like thirty minutes early, did like a two and a half hour set. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, the the crowds get like the crowds get right. Like if we're there having a good time, it's gonna be a fucking brilliant show. Sure, but if it's like so, like, I remember poor Rasmus. Rasmus, I think that guy got a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I remember about that man. What fucking show was I at? Uh, oh, I heard about it. Was, I think it was... Oh, Linkin Park were opening up for Limp Biscuit, I think. Or or Linkin Park were opening up for Met- Metallica, maybe. No, maybe. Maybe it was... It was 
But Lincoln Park were opening up for someone. Sure. Someone really, really big. Yeah. It wasn't the best uh, style mm-hmm. for, like, the main act. And they got fucking booed and bottled really fucking hard um, at the time. And I was like, I fucking love Lincoln Park. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Lincoln Park. <laughs> fucking, that shit was my jam. Um, it's, you know... It, it doesn't happen very often, but like okay. if you got was that a Redden Festival? Redden Festival. Redding Festival yeah. I feel like there's a whole festival thing. On that's top of it. yeah. So that's a whole festival. Like, yeah, it is. It is the thing. If we if, if most people just leave if you don't like it, but the, the Redden, I think I've never been, but it does have that kind of like we're here to fucking party. It's fuck shit chaos. Over yeah, like, yeah, I remember leaving and it looked like a war zone. It was just like all the tents were on fire. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. No, we fucking like I've left festivals and it's just like. You swear there's been in like twenty years of warfare. Yeah, it's, here. it's rough. Yeah, you go to festival to try and break your body in art. Like it's like it's it's not like let's have a nice let's play it safe. It's like we're here to test the limits of the human mind, <laughs> body, and soul. It's like and the a, opposite of Burning Man. And <laughs> apparently, music is happening. Like I know people who went to festivals and never made it out of the campsite. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> Uh, oh, there's a there's a Burning Man in New Zealand apparently. Oh fuck that! I'm not going to that. No way. Okay, no, so ugh. not advice. I want to go to actual. Our, our our plan was after we got married, it uh, was like to kind of do a trip around the states and end up in Burning Man. Have you been to a desert? I do not get it. I uh, like art as much as the next person, but yeah, dude. Uh, it's it's a destination thing. I think it's, it's you know what be. I mean. It's kind of. I I, I it's like this one's next to a river. It looks nice. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> it looks nice. Yeah, Everything like, in New Zealand is the nice version yeah. of something. No, I want the dirty, dirty yeah, version. No <laughs> yeah, no. That, I don't like branching out versions of the original thing. Fair Even enough. though, by the time I get to it... it yeah, it's like a no, shell it'll be It'll be the fucking cleanse. Like, you know, it's kind of... I went to Amsterdam and it was like, ah, oh, it's all crazy. And by that time I got there, it was Amsterdam was a fucking gift store. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Much, it was yeah. just like, meh, uh, okay. Anyway, so uh, are, you, are you good with we'll wrap up? Or yeah, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, we'll start wrapping up. Um, so are you, are you doing much shows lately? People can check you out. Where are you on Twitter? People can follow you and all that. Yeah, good yeah. Uh, stuff. At Aaron Barber underscore US because there's a Aaron Barber underscore UK who's a good friend of mine. <laughs> And you, we have the fr- exact same name, Aaron Christopher Barber. Oh, really? Yeah, shout out, ACB. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's like two years younger than me. Like We like would get drunk and talk on Facebook like 15 years ago. <laughs> we stayed together, or, you know, stayed friends. He's a super cool guy. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Barber uh, underscore US. And then I am hosting Circus. Oh, you fucking are. I'm, yeah, I'm, on I'm the 8th. Gonna... Are you on it? Uh, I'm on the, oh, no, yes, I am on it. I am on Kick it. Kick ass. It'll be awesome. It'll be a fun time. Super. Okay, so. and that'll be out before that, so we'll do that. And yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, people go, uh, go and follow um, Aaron. And thanks for listening. All right. Goodbye. Thanks so much. Later. Cheers, man. Thank you. Bye.